Welcome to Why Does It Matter, a brand new podcast from Hope Community Church Aintree, asking the simple question, why do certain things matter in our lives as followers of Jesus? And in the weeks that lead up to Easter, which in the church we call Lent, a time where traditionally Christians look at going deeper in their relationship with Jesus Christ, we're going to ask some of these questions about what it would mean to go deeper in our walk with Jesus. But we know that life is busy and there are so many challenges. And so how can we do this as part of our daily routine anyway? I was looking into to Genesis and, and just studying the, the way in which uh, God formed Adam um, and, and how intimate and personal that was and, and, and how with his own hands he created Adam and then that final bit of he breathed life into the nostrils of the breath of life and so this week we're going to be talking about prayer my name's Lee and I'm joined Uh, by Aaron today Uh, and the Bible tells us this the Bible tells us to pray without ceasing the Bible tells us to rejoice in hope to be patient in trials and to be constant in prayer we're told to pray in the spirit at all times and we're told to continue steadfastly in prayer to not worry about anything but in every situation to pray to pray without ceasing the problem is Prayer doesn't always sound like the most exciting thing. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing the way the Bible describes how we should pray continuously. But in reality, we find it so hard. Um, uh, there's there's a book I've been reading on prayer. Um, a, a little bit of a plug in there by Paul Miller. A, a pray, a praying life. And um, we're not advertised, by the way. But I, I would really recommend. Uh, you read in that and it talks about in, in one of the chapters about how society has changed the way in which we view prayer um, he, he almost splits um, into two sections how we view things of, of being some, one factual and one um, being fake being untrue and just true for yourself but not for others and how then the facts can be true for, for all such as um, we look at science, we look at computers we look at those visual things but things are spiritually it's almost not real to, to all of us. It's only true to yourself. So it, it, does this kind of feed into the postmodern society we're in? That, so would that effectively be saying that we've made prayer about self? Yeah, 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 exactly. And it doesn't seem real to to us all. So for instance, uh, uh, this guy, he, he used an example of the scientists uh, back in the day when they would um, f- um, write about their findings and, and their studies and their experiments. Every time they did that in their reports, you would see at the beginning that they prayed and they would tell you what they prayed for and how they prayed. Wow, that's amazing. Because yeah. uh, today science is seen as so far away from anything of faith. Of course, science is faith in itself, really. But... Um, I love that. So almost as part of their daily routine, the scientists were just praying. About, so they were, they were going into work and they were praying about what they were doing. That, that's amazing. Yeah, and it's something that we don't really talk about or, or mention. Um, I was thinking this about myself, how, how embarrassed I am um, looking at myself uh, two years ago. I would be embarrassed to pray publicly with a friend. 
And, and I've, I've tried to, to challenge myself in, in the way in which we view prayer, that it's not just true for myself, but true for all. It's, it's a real thing that, that, that's meant to happen and help us in, in the way we grow, but, but help us um, to fellowship with each other too. I love that, that idea, actually, that the scientists, just to pick up on that again, um, that they kind of built it into what they were doing. Mm. Uh, and I think that's the key thing, isn't it, with prayer? It's about building it into our daily routine because li- life gets busy, doesn't it? And so whether it's, you know, at the minute, you know, we, we're allowed to go for, in lockdown, we're allowed to go for one walk with one person. Actually, we could we could pray for people as we're walking along, just just from what you were saying there. We don't need to be embarrassed by that. And actually, it looks fairly normal because if anyone's walking down the street, it doesn't look weird. We're not on our knees. We've not got hands on because we're not allowed to, to do that. But we're, it just looks like we're walking along, having a conversation, and people might hear a snippet, but... But that's it. I, I think that's really key. It's yeah. building it into the, the into the daily routine. Yeah, definitely. And it's just it's what God designed us to do. And and last year, um, in fact, I'd say it could have been even two years ago. I was I was looking into to Genesis and, and just studying the the way in which uh, God formed Adam, um, and, and how intimate and personal that was. And, and and how he, with his own hands he created Adam, and then that final bit of he breathed life into the nostrils, the breath of life. I love that. I love that. And, and, I, and that means the very first thing that human beings done was breathe out. If God breathed in, we must have breathed out. Yeah. So prayer is just like a breathing relationship in and out. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. 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 And and it. it Although we find that hard to do, it's trying to shape our society, uh, the, the way we in which we view the world, uh, to understand that this is a normal thing for us to do. People find it hard to pray, though. And, and so I suppose building it into the daily routine is something that helps with that. I mean, you're just making a cup of coffee in the morning or a cup of tea. It can be really simple to just, well, well the kettle's on for those two or three minutes to take a few minutes to, to just give thanks to God for some of the things about the day ahead of us yeah yeah actually i I have a quote um there was a a man uh i actually read this this morning um he he was he was finding it hard um to to understand 24 7 prayer you know how these events happen and and that you're you're encouraged to to pray for those 24 7 and and this guy asked asked him who who was there setting this up he he said how much do you have to pray until it's enough you know, and he said it with almost like a little grin, like as if he was getting here. And and he said this, which was really helpful. Uh, and I'll read it to you now. He said, "What if the hour you spend in prayer in the prayer room is when you refocus on Jesus, so that you can carry His presence with you into the other twenty-three hours of the day, mm. with a heightened awareness that He is with you, He is for you, that He likes you, and that He hears your thoughts? You start to pray in real time." which we were talking about, you instinctively lift situations to the Lord in the actual moment that you experience them while you are watching that distressing news report or hearing that your friends, about your friend's latest crisis. You're no longer deferring all prayers to some, late, some later holier moment, but your whole life is becoming that holier moment. I love that. I've heard that quote before. I absolutely love that. And Mad, I think, isn't it? I, but I think there's some, something real about that. We maybe we find prayer hard because we put it in the place of I'll wait until my quiet time in the morning or before I pray before bed or I go to the prayer meeting or whatever it may be instead of seeing our lives as a living, walking, breathing prayer that when we're on the school run that when we're at the gym that actually our lives can be a moment of, of prayer and it's constant communion with God that constant, mm. those arrow prayers that just fire up in a moment yeah. but when we begin to learn to do that 
It also means we don't put God in a box of God will only speak to me in my quiet time when my Bible's open on my knee, when I leave a few moments of silence in my shopping list in order mm. for God to speak. If we have that breathing in and breathing out relationship mm. with God in prayer, yeah. that means that as we're firing things up to him, we're also aware, we have that awareness of what is going on around us. Yeah. And actually we're recharged and we're refilled in those quiet times rather than that being the key moment of prayer. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And part of being dependent on God by doing that as well. Uh, that we are led by the spirit mm. in that sense and I, I think prayer can sound hard because it can feel like a weighty thing sometimes and, and maybe we've been guilty in in churches and discipleship over the years of you know we disciple people to you have a quiet time and you have your bible reading plan and you have your notes and there's the prayer list on the notice sheet and there's all these kind of things and and actually what what that begins to build is not a, a life where we're praying continually rejoice always pray continually give thanks in all circumstances is what mm. paul says in 1 thessalonians 5 16 yeah. through 18 but but actually it, it's it's harder to have an inconsistent prayer life than it is to have a consistent prayer life <laughs> i enjoy running um but i don't do it very often um and i know that the next time i go for a run it's going to be really hard for me to go for a run because i've not been for so long uh, and maybe it's the same in prayer. You know, when, when you run regularly, you get into a groove. It's it's easy. You can go further, faster, but you very quickly lose your ability to do the distance when you don't run for a little while. Yeah. I think it's the same in our prayer lives. That if we just yeah. focus on kind of an irregular, erratic prayer life, we do a quiet time maybe once a week when we get opportunity or we have a longer time of prayer, wonder, whatever it may be, yeah. and we're inconsistent, that's so much harder than when we learn to foster a relationship uh, of, of prayer uh, with God when we learn to really practice the presence of God not just through shopping list prayers but through taking it time to taking time to actually listen to the voice uh, of God as we're reading his word as we're praying but actually as we build prayer into our daily lives yeah I love that I think yeah you said it so well and I think it's that just being in Christ not making it a ritualistic thing prayer but being in Christ and, and making it our life that we do have a relationship with us because that's how he formed us and that's how he created us and um, we were designed to have a relationship it's not it's only because of the garden of eden what happened there was that we were separated from him yeah Uh, but that also means that it's entirely possible for us to have uh, to to have a prayer life but without actually really praying yeah so we can have a a routine of doing things where we go through the motions but we don't actually have the relationship with God and actually what God desires what we were made for designed for was relationship with God and actually so our prayer life should be a relationship with him the flip side is as we said before a trellis is a really helpful analogy here of a trellis isn't a fence to keep things in but a, a trellis is is a place where the vine grows uh, and so to have a, a, a rhythm of, of daily prayer it is really helpful. I like that, that time off to be refilled to the rest of our 23 hours a day uh, are a living, breathing prayer. But actually to have the trellis, uh, the routine of whatever time of the day it may be, I'm going to stop and I'm going to pray, allows the vine to grow in us and us to grow in the vine. Mm. Yeah, that's special. I, th- I think I have was so guilty uh, once upon a time for, for coming into church, coming into prayer meetings and praying there. Yeah. And, and, and then on my personal life what I did at home I didn't pray I didn't have this continual prayer life it was just something that was seen on the outward something that I had so I was seen with a prayer life 
but not actually having a prayer life. And mm. I guess that goes maybe into a bit of Matthew of what he was saying with the the Pharisees and the, uh, of them being hypocrites. Yeah, Matthew six. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't just pray so that everyone else can see you praying, yeah. but it's about the that inner walk, isn't it? Mm. Richard Foster um, has written some great things around spiritual disciplines uh, and he's written a great book on prayer uh, and he categorizes prayer into three areas. He says that there's uh, there's inward prayer and that's all about transformation, uh, things like relinquishment, giving things over to God. Some of those kind of ancient kind of walks of prayer and prayer tools such as the examine where we're looking at uh, where we've seen god uh, bringing life the things that uh, we find difficult or deadening it calls it and then where we're seeing god at work or moments where we're covenanting and we're, we're really taking time to embrace god it's about inward transformation of allowing god to do some stuff within us the second form of prayer richard foster describes is is upward and this is all about intimacy, adoration, meditation, listening to God. It's the it's the cry of of our heart. Galatians four verse six talks about God sending the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, uh, so that we can call out Abba. We can have an intimate relationship with with God the Father. And then the, the third form of prayer that Richard Foster talks about is is outward outward prayer and this is the stuff like praying for healing uh, ministry petition praying that god would move this is probably more classically what we box prayer into hmm. we maybe assume that prayer is about these things praying for healing praying for salvation praying for situations that are dreadful to be made better again praying for the kingdom to come but actually when we do that we miss the inward transformation part of relationship in, in prayer we miss the upward intimacy of of knowing that we are are, are loved by by god because I think what we see with Jesus is he had a really intimate relationship with his father in heaven, doesn't he? And the Bible paints us a lovely picture of, of what it means to have uh, that, that relationship as a child before God. Uh, the psalmist picks up on this kind of imagery uh, in prayer. Psalm 103 uh, verse 13 is a great example of this. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him that image of god as as father wow and then interestingly isaiah picks up on a, a similar thing god speaking to the people but he doesn't speak as father he speaks as mother this is isaiah 66 verse 13 god is speaking he says as a mother comforts her child so i will comfort you and i think they're wonderful pictures the bible paints uh, of god uh, parent father mother but what do they both point to that intimate relationship that we have as children hmm, it's amazing that it's so powerful uh, to get that into our mindset as well um so there prayer is, is something for us to to be continual in but and, and we do find it hard and and we almost treat prayer as um uh, i like uh, somebody said it once uh, a pastor i listened to uh, a vending machine mm-hmm. and we just treat god as if we want the things that we can get and, and ask him for it and then nothing else yeah but but here it's talking about prayers as a relationship making him our father us being his children um and and getting into that mindset and when jesus taught the disciples how to pray in matthew chapter 6 we see it in luke's gospel as well luke, luke 11 the way that he starts that prayer is mind-blowing for those that are listening if you bear in mind that jesus is speaking to a, a jewish audience there's there's pharisees that the lawyers there's the Sadducees, there's Essenes, there's Zealots, there's all these people um, who are Jewish origin. They, they wouldn't even say the name of uh, of God. They they abbreviated the name of God, which is where we see Lord written in capital letters in, in the Old Testament. They wouldn't say Yahweh. They wouldn't say God's name because God was so holy. The name of God is so holy. 
And yet Jesus says, no, when you pray, you can address God simply as Father. <laughs> it's just amazing to think that, isn't it's it? It's all about intimacy. It's so amazing. So uh, I've just jotted a few da- uh, verses down here um, just just to, to show how um, Paul uh, in the epistles you know, encourages us to pray continually. You mentioned it at the beginning, First uh, Thessalonians, it says pray continually. Uh, we've got in Philippians, we've got every pray in every situation. In Ephesians, it says all occasions. In Colossians, devote yourself in prayer. And and Lee, just like to ask you, um, how do you do this in your life? How how has this shaped your prayer life? Shaped you in your Christian walk? For for me, I you know, like everybody, I'm still I'm still learning, still on a journey. I, I'm desperate for more of God. For for me, it's about investing times in the day. Uh, of quiet to simply listen to the voice of God mm. uh, it's bringing things before him at different moments but I, I really love that sense of our lives become a uh, kind of a living prayer so trying to build in li- little moments so one of the things I've had the honour of doing recently was um, stewarding at the vaccine clinic mm. uh, just down the road from, from here uh, and, and I love the ability to just silently in my head be praying for some of those people there were people that I met in, in their 80s who they hadn't been out of their house since February it was the furthest they'd walked anywhere out, outside from the car they were brought into the door of the, the clinic and actually to just silently lift that person before God was was a really powerful thing yeah. one of the things that we, we try and do at home is um, we try and just build in a moment of prayer before dinner and, and, and it can vary depending on the mood the kids are in but sometimes we simply just say what are you thankful for from today and it can be anything from the profound to the ridiculous um but we just say thank you for it yeah and we, we had some friends um uh, who uh one of the things that they did was they they always had that as their family moment of prayer when they were having their meal and it wasn't just to say thank you jesus for our food it was a moment of prayer mm. and they did it every single night uh, and if there were if the kids had friends from school round, if there were visitors whoever whatever it may be they always just said we stop and pray mm. and they'd go around the table and say is there anything you'd like us to pray for anyone anything anything you're thankful for whatever it may be and they would just take a minute before dinner to simply lift those things not with loads of words because the dinner was going cold to simply lift those things as a moment in prayer mm. to recognize that god you're involved in our lives mm. but you also meet with us as we sit and have a meal so I think the key for me is that prayer is just about building it into the everyday routine of life. This isn't about giving us more stuff to do in our already busy lives. No. It's about shaping our lives to be a living prayer. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. What's it look like for you? Um, I, I think for me, because I, I'm a single living on my own, it, 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 it looks a little bit different in one sense. And, and I'm able to, to shape it um, according to my flexibility as well and 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 that i don't have responsibilities in the same way uh, in which you do um but I, i've really been um trying to concentrate on what does that mean to pray continually in each situation and um i have to say my grandma has been uh, such an influence in this uh hi grandma if you're listening <laughs> um is that she what she would do is is something silly like if the dryer stops working she would say come on let's pray for this you know mm. over this dryer and i'm like that, that's that's foreign in my mind <laughs> it's not normal like we were saying society has shaped us to think that these things are only true for ourselves not true for all and 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 so that's been a, a huge example for me to to just see the ways in which it just even in the simplest things to pray and and i always love um i have to say my my favorite time is just going to bed and and just Mm. being in prayer and sometimes i'll have sleepless nights but it's 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 a joy because i'm in prayer and and just having fellowship with god and that just 
time of being still we don't be still anymore do we no I, I heard someone say once that whenever they try and do that they they fall asleep but actually how wonderful and how beautiful it is to for, for, a, for a baby to fall asleep in their parents arms yeah yeah it's been great to chat through prayer today hasn't it um Lovely. i'd love to pray for us as we uh, as we come to a close today father we thank you so much that that you are uh, a parent to us we thank you so much father that you love us and you desire intimacy with us and as you have breathed your breath into us so we breathe our breath back to you father help us to be a people who rejoice always who pray continually who give thanks in all circumstances that our lives may be a living prayer to you lord teach us how to pray in jesus name amen Thank you.